Hey, it's Brian Haney, the voice of the Jayhawks, and you're listening to my main man, Ross Volkmer. He may be a Husker, but he also knows how to rock chalk. And you're listening to the Morning Blitz right here on 102.5 You Rock. Continuing on a Tuesday morning, we'll get some thoughts on college basketball openers last night coming up in our second segment. Let's get to our guest of the day, our good friend from On3 Sports. That would be Riley Gates, who joins us now. Good morning, friend. How are you today? I'm doing great. How are you? I am doing fine. Have you recovered from the weekend? A hard loss for your Cowboys, a tough loss for your Wildcats. Are you doing okay? I'm choosing to not accept that the weekend happened, and then therefore <laughs> just they didn't lose. Like that's just kind of the way I'm going to believe it. You know? Uh, <laughs> oh man, it it's not been a fun few days for me, but uh, that's that's fine. It's a new week. Uh, Monday night football is behind us, so now we're. We're looking ahead, and both of those teams have, knock on wood, relatively easier opponents. So hopefully, get back in the win column and uh, and get back to feeling a little better. But yeah, I, I'd be lying if I said football didn't kind of deflate me a little bit this weekend. Yeah, it was a tough weekend for you. Let's start with your Kansas State Wildcats, though. Uh, your alma mater. When you look at that wild, when you look at that game, the decision to go for it on fourth down. Uh, there in overtime and not kick the field goal sentence in overtime. Do you like it? Do you not like it? What's your opinion? I loved it. I love the aggression. Um, I'd do it again if if we were back in, you know, if I was back in that situation right now and I had to make the call. Um, look, you're on the road against the number seven team in the country, so you're already going to be in, in a really uphill battle to win the game. Um, and you fell behind 17 to nothing and then 27 to seven. There was no reason this should have ever been a game after that. I mean, Texas should have kept their foot on the pedal. This should have been a blowout. And K-State finds a way to battle back. You get down to the four-yard line. Inside the five-yard line with a chance to win the game, you you push your chips to the middle of the table and you go for it. Um, If you can't get four yards in four plays, you don't deserve to win the game. Now, we can sit here and we can argue play calling, which I wasn't a fan of. We We can go back and forth, but everybody wants to say, oh, take the field goal, go to the second overtime, you're, you've got him up against the wall. That's not really true because, A, you don't know that he's going to make the field goal. I mean, Chris Tennant's been shaky at best all season long. He missed a, a field goal, a, a chip shot field goal earlier in the in the fourth quarter. And, and he, all right, and then even so, let's say he kicks the field goal and he makes it, it's, it's not really a guarantee that you're going to be in good shape in the second overtime because – Guess what you just couldn't do on the first overtime? You couldn't score a touchdown. So you're going to settle for another field goal and then hope that you hold Texas from even a field goal attempt. It's just, yeah, everybody, we can sit here and we can say that Chris Kleiman made the wrong decision because in hindsight he did. In hindsight he made the wrong decision because it didn't work. But if if he gets that touchdown, he beats Texas on the road in overtime, everyone's praising him for his boldness. So I like the decision to go for it. I just didn't really necessarily care for a lot of the play calling that they did in, in those four downs to try to get the touchdown. Riley Gates, our guest here on the Morning Blitz. Looking big picture, I mean, it's the third loss of the season for the Wildcats. They have a prom- They have a good schedule coming up, you know, a manageable schedule coming up. I mean, I love the quote that I saw from a good buddy of yours on Go Power Cat, Cole Carmody says, K-State fans would probably take a rebuilding year that goes 9-3. and three. Your thoughts on that comment? Uh, exactly. Cole hit it right on the head, and it's kind of did a lot of my friends after, you know, the the emotions of a loss kind of calm down, and and you really take a level headed look at this. 
the reason it stinks for K State is because that was your chance, and especially with Oklahoma losing, that was your chance to to really get back to Arlington, try to defend your Big Twelve crown. And when you win a Big Twelve championship, when you set high expectations, knowing that you're not going to reach those high expectations makes it feel like a failure. But what I texted my friends is that. K-State has three very winnable games, not saying they will win them all because I think KU is a very difficult game, but there's, there's a, you should probably believe that K-State should go 3-0 and to end the season and finish 9-3 and and go to a very good bowl game. I would take that every single – if you promised me, you know, genie out of a bottle, hey, the worst season K-State's ever going to have the rest of your life is 9-3 and and go to a really good bowl game, they'll have a couple good seasons, but 9-3 and is the worst they'll ever be. I would take it in a heartbeat. And what's crazy is the three losses feel like it's just, it's because the three losses are so frustrating. You know, you've really played better than Missouri and then they beat you on a insanely long field goal. Oklahoma state was playing very poorly at the time. And the quarterback, Will Howard didn't play well in Stillwater. And then this loss happened. So yeah, it's frustrating to, to have three losses in the way that it came. But if you get a nine and three season, even eight and four, I mean, what are we complaining about, really? I mean, people calling for Chris Kleiman's job because it's the same old, same old. Get out of here with that. I, I haven't heard anybody calling for Kleiman's job, and if they are, they're drunk uh, before the holidays yeah. even began. <laughs> so they're drunk. Uh, shifting over to Kansas, in, in, in the same note, I mean, the, the job that Lance Leipold has done has been uh, no nothing short of amazing. And with th- they have Texas Tech, Cincinnati, and Kansas State left, which will be a challenging game, and who knows what Texas Tech will bring. But Kansas is kind of in control a little bit here. That If they get a little bit of help, they can end up in the Big 12 title game. And for Lance Leipold to pull that program where it was to where it could possibly go, I mean, that's amazing, isn't it? It's phenomenal what he's done. And, and I really, like, even as a guy that kind of leans more towards K-State, obviously, I even I can't sit here and be like, find any reason to not just praise this guy. I mean, he's had an incredible turnaround. And what I just said about K State, how you should expect to be nine and three to end the season. KU should expect to be ten and two. I mean, they really, really should. They should beat Texas Tech at home. That should be the expectation. They should beat Cincinnati. They're a better team. And I know you don't beat K State if you're KU, but there's no reason to think that you can't this season. Um, now, I will say this: this Vegas line, I think it's still three and a half for this weekend. Uh, fishy as hell to me. I, I don't get it. I think KU should be favored by more against Texas Tech. It has me on edge thinking that, that we could be possibly maybe in for an upset because, you know, Vegas always knows. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's, it's been a remarkable season. I think KU is going to go 9-3 and three at worst, which if you'd have promised to KU fans three years ago, two years ago, that they'd go 9-3, and three, I mean, they would have they done anything to make that happen. So, well, well, and um, – and- and at the same time, they're going to pull this off without the Big 12 Offensive Player of the Year in the preseason, pretty much. I mean, credit yeah. to Jason Bean, but think about what they could be if their quarterback had been healthy all year. I mean, yeah, it's it's kind of crazy that, I mean, if you just told someone that, that Jason Bean would have been the quarterback for the majority of the season, they probably would have expected five and seven, you know? Like, that's how much the expectations would have changed. Um and now, I mean, it's been a remarkable job. I will say this, and this is not to rain on anyone's parade. This is going to be a remarkably interesting offseason for Lance Leipold because he has done one of the most impressive turnarounds in recent college football history. Um, he's got Michigan ties, and Michigan State's open, obviously. They're going to be looking for a coach. 
Michigan might be looking for a coach this year, obviously with the sign ceiling investigation. Um, I just, I don't see a world in where Jim Harbaugh is coaching Michigan next season. So if both Michigan schools are in the market for, for a coach, I really have a hard time seeing them not going all in on, on a Michigan guy who, who has done a remarkable job with one of the, the worst programs in the country. So um, I think the KU boosters, the KU athletic department better be ready to, uh, to pony up the dough because even outside of those two schools, Lance Leipold is, I, unless I'm forgetting someone off the top of my head, I think Lance Leipold is going to be the most desired co- coach in the country this this coaching cycle. Mm, interesting. Him or Mike Elko, one of the two, probably out of Duke. Uh, yeah, yeah, Elko, I guess he could, yeah, he would probably be right up there as well. Uh, Riley Gates from On3 Sports. One more Big 12 question for you. Talk about the job that the Gundy has done at Oklahoma State, where they started <laughs> and where they are now, which is in complete control of their chances of making it to Jerry's world. And you look at their schedule, and I'm thinking they've got like a cakewalk. Remember, yeah, UCF, Houston, and BYU. I mean, what a job well done by him. Zero reason they shouldn't be in the Big 12 championship. Yeah, I mean, zero. If they, I, I don't, I don't want to say a failure if they are not in the Big 12 championship because of what the season has been. But, like, yeah, there's zero reason they shouldn't be there. Um, and it's been remarkable because – we were all kind of starting to doubt Mike Gundy a little bit. Hey, has he lost the program? He wasn't. He was playing three quarterbacks for like four weeks, and he just refused to commit to one. Um, I had this team in the bottom half of the conference just because even if they did settle on one quarterback, I didn't think they had anyone that could get the job done. And, boy, they've just turned it around, and it's it's crazy. I, I mean, that K-State game really just flipped their season on teal, and, and now they're a really legitimately good football team. So it really just does go to show you, like, hey, when the best of the best coaches, uh, you think they're down, you think they're out, don't don't write them off because Mike Gundy is a damn good football coach, and he's done a remarkable job with that team. They're, they're going to be in Arlington, I think, and um, I, I don't really think there's any reason to believe they can't beat Texas, uh, assuming it's Texas. Now, it's going to be – an incredibly difficult game. They're going to be big underdogs, but I don't see any reason to think they can't beat Texas. Riley Gates, our guest. Okay, before we let you go here, a couple, uh, just two minutes here on this. We'll have the second college football playoff rankings that will come out here uh, this week. When you look at the rankings for this upcoming week, who who should be some of the biggest movers, up or down, in your opinion? You know, first off, I... I I just really get annoyed with the college football playoff rankings just because it's just like, why do, why do we care that much? Why it's, it's November. What we should really just not be worrying that much about the rankings, but it is what it is. I get it. It's, it's entertainment. It's debate. So I understand people will do that. Um, you know, I, I think that it's probably going to hold pretty firm. I mean, I, I don't think anybody's really going to be jumping massively. I think Alabama should climb up a little bit um, because they they pretty much clen- they didn't officially clinch but they pretty much clinched the SEC West um, with their win over LSU. They're going to be headed to the SEC championship game, so I think we could see them climb up, maybe jump Texas just because of how Texas kind of collapsed in the second half against K State. Um, Washington will be interesting because I think they're a really good football team. I think they probably should stay at five, but they kind of struggled with a USC team that, that really just doesn't have defense, obviously is proven by them firing uh, defensive coordinator Alex Grinch. And so for the most part, I don't, I really don't think we'll see 
a, a real shakeup. Um, I think the rankings will hold pretty firm. I think the top four will be the top four, whether it's in the same order or not. I can't really say. It, it'll probably shake up because, like I said, they want to create drama and controversy. But uh, no, I, I don't think we'll see much of a shift this week uh, in terms of, of the top 16. 30 seconds, and I know this is unfair, but 30 seconds or less, how do you handle the Michigan situation if you are the ranking squad? You you handle what is on the field. Um, and I know that it's sign stealing. I, I know all that stuff. Um, but Michigan's still a really good football team. Um, and and until, there's, until there's proof that it has impacted this season, um, proven by investigation or, or, or proven that it's kind of – uh, it derails them, so to speak. I, I just don't. I don't think you can put enough weight on it to drop them out based on allegations and and kind of rumors uh, about what could or could not be going on. He is Riley Gates of On Three Sports. Riley, thank you so much for the time. Always enjoy our visits, and uh, we'll catch up again soon. You bet, anytime. Once again, great stuff from Riley Gates on Three Sports. Talk a little college football. Let's get to a quick break. We come back. We'll wrap up the show with some thoughts from college basketball last night. A busy night, uh, including wins for K for KU, uh, loss for Kansas State. More thoughts on that next. Wrap up the show. You're listening to the Morning Blitz.